there is indeed a world unseen, a world that exists all around us all the time. And every now and then, for whatever the reason, we catch a glimpse of it and the dead get in. Good rainy afternoon to you, everyone. It's Dr. G, Spirit Tales and Magic. Thanks for tuning in. It's about 20 minutes to five in the Pacific Northwest. Hey, and here's a shocker. It's rainy. Today, we get an email from our friend Mike. He lives in Indiana, not too far away from a little town called Mitchell. And he says, Doc, there's a documentary that I'd like you to watch. I can't recall which network it's on, but four or five of them have covered it. So check the Travel Channel, check YouTube, but it's called The Whispers Estate. Now, I have not seen the documentary, but I did put a tiny bit of research into it. In the city of Mitchell, in the American state of Indiana, you can find a beautiful white Victorian house. From the outside, it looks like a normal, peaceful place. But that all changes once that you get in. People have been physically attacked by an entity which resides here. But who is this aggressive entity? Are there a couple of possibilities? Because the house has been haunted by so many spirits. Whisper's estate was built in 1884. That's the earliest discovered records. In 1899 or 1901, depending on which source you reference, Dr. John and Jesse Gibbons purchased the house from its original owners, Dr. George and Sarah White. Dr. John and Jesse Gibbons reportedly adopted abandoned and orphaned children. One of these children, a 10-year-old girl named Rachel, started a fire in the front parlor, being badly burned, and died two days later in one of the upstairs bedrooms. But you can still hear and sometimes see her running around the house even today. A 10-month-old infant, Elizabeth, died in the master bedroom of unknown causes. But there's still the scent of baby powder, and you can sometimes still hear her cries. Jesse died in that same bedroom after a bout with double pneumonia. Guests sleeping in that room often awake to labored breathing and coughing. Some even report a feeling as if someone is sitting on their chest. The most common peril, paranormal activity in the room is the closet doorknob, which frequently jiggles for a few moments. It'll stop suddenly, and then the closet door will pop open. The maximum reported count for repeatable occurrences is five within a couple of minutes. This, of course, required persons in the room to close the door each time. Dr. Gibbons was a prominent doctor in town, having his office on the first floor in the house. 
given the time period in the medical field, it's very likely that many patients died there during this practice of some 26 years. Stories of subsequent owners and occupants suggest that others have encountered their own demise, such as a gentleman in the 50s and 60s that died upstairs in the bathroom, a young boy that died from falling down the front staircase, recently spoke with the relatives of the boy, got name and keywords and more in 2006. The previous owner thought the house, bought the house after being vacant for a few years. During its restorations, strange activity started to occur. Activity in the house continued and even increased, subsequently earning its name, the Whisper Estate. Now, I got that name because guests will tell you that they hear disembodied voices whispering in their ears. They seem to be surrounded by those voices, so it doesn't come from one particular spot. There are supposedly four graves in the backyard, not including what psychics have called a pit grave, which they say contains amputated limbs, internal organs, aborted fetuses, and medical waste. There is a reported portal or vortex which runs up through the house from the front parlor into the third floor, which is actually the attic. The room in the attic is said to be the heart of the house. Guests that are brave enough to sleep in the third floor room report horrible nightmares and sometimes hear something trying to get in the room via the door. They see the doorknob jiggling. Visitors have reported sighting a shadow, which is now called Big Black, an entity which Psychic says is not of this world. While most commonly encountered in the doctor's rooms, it has been seen throughout the house. EVP sessions have revealed many entities in the house at any given time, but you don't always need recording equipment to hear these disembodied voices at the Whispers estate. Many young women have reported hearing Dr. Gibbons whisper in their ears, as well as sometimes grabbing or groping them. Guests claim to see the beds, couches visibly shake, while still others sleeping on the beds and couches have reported having them shake violently. Investigators often do rounds throughout the house at different times throughout a night. Sometimes upon leaving the servants' quarters just after the past person has exited the room, the solid heavy wooden door slams with unrestricted force by an unseen presence. There are times when guests notice pleasant smells of baby powder and drifting throughout the house or the scent of a pungent cologne or aftershave. Sometimes it's cigar tobacco. More recently, there have also been smells of rancid garbage, dirty medical bandage, and those are also not uncommon. Guests have reported their recording equipment, such as camcorders and tape recorders, being moved by an unseen presence. 
thereby disturbing the viewpoint of the intended target. If you're not completely freaked out and think you have what it takes to spend the night here, please contact us to make a reservation. That's the Whispers Estate. Now, you will recall that we have spoken before about haunted places being great for tourism, haunted attractions, great revenues. I have not personally been to the Whispers Estate, although it's now going on the list for Cassandra and I to visit. In a lot of those places that we have visited, and many others have visited, it's not specifically us, but sometimes you can visit a place and say there are five couples in the place. Three of them, nothing. The other two, wow, what what a bunch of stuff. Cassandra and I have actually visited the same place, which I'm not going to mention right now because it's a podcast by itself. We visited the same place now four times. Three times we were in a group of people each time. So three times, two or three of the couples, not us, experienced something paranormal. And other times we experienced something paranormal and a couple literally sitting right across the table from us did not. So there is something to ponder. What turns on and off your paranormal antenna, if you will? Now, I have been scratched. I've been pushed. I've heard and smelled things. My name has been called. We were touring the Gray Ghost, and I think that's on an earlier podcast from a year or two ago. And as we always say, Cassandra and I like to break off the beaten path. So we're going to go down some back stairs, down by where the nuclear reactor in the ship is. There are chains to keep you from doing that, but they're they're not real secure. So we're going to go down below the decks. It's very dark down there. And very clearly, my name gets called. I said, what do you need? Cassandra says, what? Did you call me, right? I didn't say a thing. After the tour, we're outside. And we, like all the other people, had our pictures. They do pictures in front of a green screen so they can manipulate the backgrounds and Sometimes we get those just for memory's sake. And I'm telling the young lady taking the pictures about that. She's like, you didn't go down there, did you? I'm like, no, Cassandra talked me out of it. Did anybody else go down there? I need to know. Now, while she's saying that she's picking up a phone, like she's going to call somebody. I said, no, nobody went. She hung up the phone. I said, if I had said someone went, who were you calling? Well, I was calling security because we need to go down there. And you know what? I don't think I want to talk to you about it. Okay, fine. That's a great way to get my curiosity up. So we're going to go back there uh, probably sometime in the spring and make sure that we go down there and see what's going on. 
So what's the paranormal story in your town? Do you have that one certain house that when you were a kid, you know, you looked at it and said, oh, I saw people in the windows. We had that house where I grew up. I ended up living in it. Haunted things. And portals. They mention a portal in this house. And that's a podcast on its own. What's your belief about portals? Do they exist? Do they not? We'd love to hear your paranormal story. You can send it to us in many different ways. And please subscribe, like us, share us. Get some downloads going on and get your friends to do the same. Do you have an idea for a show? Let us know. We have a great deal of data on many, many things. Well, as October rolls on, we are out and about just about every day, planning and visiting and doing many, many things that will come to light as time goes on. We will see some of you there, but as we always say, until we see you in person, we'll see you inside your mind. And hey, tell a ghost story. It's good for you. We'll talk soon. Good afternoon from Seattle.